schools should not make classroom attendance compulsory. I have gone back and forth on this one a lot, and I basically came down with strongly disagree. And I used to be strongly agree, then agree, then disagree, then agree, then strongly disagree, and now strongly disagree. I enjoy my classes, but I, I, I understand that mentality. You know, I see around people like, ah, I don't really want to go to this. this I don't want to do this right now. And I, you know, I really get that. I, I, I can understand that. But what I'd say is that it's an investment. It's making sure that the future generation is educated. And I think it's reasonable to say, hey, we, we can't, we can't allow you to just not get an education. You need to get an education. We want you to be an effective participant in our society. And that's kind of a common good approach. I don't think people should be able to do like self-harm as much as they want. And I think that's what it is. I think it's something you'd regret later on. I don't think what I'd say is like, I mean, like full on, they should be able to say you have to come to school for a year. I don't think it should be like, oh, you can't skip school for a day or what day. I think people should be able to tell, have their parents like pull them out of school relatively as much as they want. As long as they have somewhere the schools go ahead. Like as long as this interact, as long as this interaction between the family and the school is what I'd say. That's where I stand on there. All people have their rights, but it is better for all of us. The different sorts of people should be kept strongly disagree. <laughs> what what is this different sorts of? Bleh. I just ugh, kind of icky. I'd say that everybody has the rights, and that that really aren't that. I I'm someone of very you know I look at class a lot. I'm very critical of class, you know. But even that I. Rich people, people of wealth are still human beings. They're still just human beings. And a lot of them are probably lovely people. And I have nothing against people who have wealth. So it's, I'd even say that, you know, I think that some of them have a bit too much wealth. I would say that. But, you know, all human beings, I, I don't look for us versus them. Good parents sometimes have, no, nope, nope. Good parents sometimes have to spank their children. Hey, none of this, none of this. Harm against children has been so disgusting. I'm glad that in the last half century, I'd say, we've really dealt with that. Actually, longer than half century. So I'm more like a less than a century. More like 75 years, we've kind of dealt with that, and we've taken it into account, and we've really tried to solve that. Completely disgusting, repulsive people who hurt children are horrible human beings, and I'd say. And I don't use that too much. I don't like to judge other people. Sure, there's certain instances where they have a justification, but spanking just does not work. I think it just hurts the social. It's natural to keep. It's natural for children to keep some secrets from their parents. Yeah, I'd say I'd say strongly agree. I don't know exactly what it means by secrets. I think that there are certain things, you know, that student that you know children want to keep from their parents. I could think of a few examples, but I I do think it's natural for a child to have their own mentality and thought process and have things that they don't always tell their parents i think i think when a child always tells their parents everything i think they can probably become copy and paste i think that they can have they don't take on their own personality they take on their parents personality and their parents responses and yada yada i think it, i think it's okay for children to have secrets from their parents possessing marijuana for personal use should not be a criminal Here's the thing, here's the thing, criminal offense, it's right there. I mean, I'm someone who's, I'm not really a big fan of drugs, and this is actually a planned episode for the regular podcast to kind of discuss that. I see them as a distraction from reality, but 
at the same time, I just don't think that they should, especially marijuana, especially marijuana, which has been shown to have certain positive health side effects, not that bad of a drug, especially marijuana. I just don't think it should be a criminal offense. I think the damage you do to somebody by making them into a criminal and locking them up and whatnot is immensely worse, immensely worse than the damage done by having marijuana. That's what I'd say. The prime function of schooling should be to equip the future generation to find jobs. So I actually used to be strongly agree with this because I misunderstood the question. I thought, you know, yeah, sure. That makes a lot of sense. Schools should try and equip people for future jobs. And then I kind of reinterpret this and I kind of now see it as basically, I kind of now see it as basically should schools function only rather than education and learning critical thinking thought process should just be to equip for future jobs. And I think that's kind of like a hive mind mentality. Like the only purpose that we would have would be just pump out as many worker bees as possible. And I disagree with that. People with serious inheritable diseases should not be allowed to reproduce. Strongly disagree. This is eugenics, basically. Bit of an unpopular opinion. I would also add a bit of a caveat there. Allowed to, they should be allowed to, absolutely. I think that there are, for me personally, I wouldn't. Because I wouldn't want my child and I wouldn't want that to be painful if I had a uh, serious heritable diseases. And I think that that's the only way you can kind of flush them out. And that, that's what I'd suggest. But again, this comes back to the abortion thing. It's a personal choice. You know, I'm not going to tell someone what they really can and cannot do in such a personal matter. The most important thing for children to learn is to accept discipline. Strongly disagree. I'd actually say the opposite. I'd say the most important thing for children to learn is critical thinking and analysis. It is, in my opinion, immeasurably helpful. It's you shouldn't just be learning to take in information and spit out information in. It should be to process it and think about it and develop your own interpretation. There are no savage and civilized peoples. There are only different cultures. Strongly agree. I think there are, I think you could make an argument that there are certain people out there who I would say, I use the term savage. That's a bit hard, harsh, but people who are uncivilized, quote unquote, people who, you know, hunter gatherer very basic tribes. I, I think you can make an argument, hey, they're not really in a civilization. But like, even people like in more complex tribes, they're, I'd say they're civilized. I think they have a, a societal structure and that's the basic requirement for me. I think you could even, I think you could even make an argument for like hunter-gatherer-ish, like little tribes. I think even then, you could probably still call them civilized. I don't, I don't like that terminology is what it's like. Those who are able to work and refuse the opportunity should not expect society. I say disagree on this one. It's hard because, yeah, I, I would say, I think sometimes society basically says that these people right here, those who refuse to work and have the opportunity and ability to, I think that they kind of call, you know, that kind of, we kind of blame everything on them. And I think we can kind of, you know, harass them and be like, oh, the freeloaders. I think the biggest freeloaders are people who don't. That's my opinion. I think that's actually a lot more of a wealthy thing. People who freeload off society's benefits but don't put into it. But yes, I, I would agree that these sorts of people are undesirable in a society. And I think when you give them support, my kind of thought process would be it incentivizes them not to work. But then let's think about it like this. If you have an okay or great, delicious, but you have to work hard to get the delicious food. I think there is a considerable portion of the population, myself included, 
who would choose, hey, the extra worth is worth is worth it for the better reward. You know, instead of scraping by, you know, I think that you do get that extra reward. I, I just, I don't think we should, the mentality, I think we should toss them to the wolves and see which one can run the fastest. I don't really like that thought process. When That's why I'm, I'm actually going to do strongly disagree, because I think we should still give them society support. I just don't think that that society support has to be the equivalent of, like, your own job or whatnot. When you are troubled, it's better not to think about it, but to keep busy with virtue. That's hard. I'm going to say strongly disagree. I think it's better to focus on it and deal with it and kind of think it over most of the time. I think that that's the better scenario. Like, because I'm people with depression, I would say, like, my thought, thought process would be, like, it's better to bring it up with somebody think about it yourself and whatnot not just but like for me i'm someone who can get very sad about you know death dying and the thought of all that and to be honest thinking about it more talking about it really doesn't help it's only distractions that can really help me there so i, I would actually i'm gonna i say strongly disagree because of the social implication but not on a personal level first generation immigrants can never be fully integrated within the new country i'd say strongly disagree I see no reason why. I'd say disagree. I see no real reason why someone can't be integrated. I would say that it does make sense to me if you have a linguistic barrier, you know, cultural barrier. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd say that you might have integrating into society and kind of fitting. I, I could see it. But I, I definitely think it's possible. I definitely think it's possible. So I wouldn't say it's impossible. What's good for the most successful corporations is always ultimately good for all of us wrongly disagree i don't understand who says yes to that i i would say that sometimes corporations interests can align with that of the people but it's nowhere near a guarantee and in fact i would suggest that that's actually a rarity most of the time they're at odds with that of the people because they want to avoid contributing helping no broadcasting institute however independent its content receive public funding to be honest i, I don't really know i haven't thought about this one i would say i would say strongly agree i pee i peed on it because like you, i see institutions like i love bbc and what like not like that i, I i'm actually gonna go with strongly I, i'm gonna go with disagree Ooh, this one's a bit of a bit unsure on it, as you can see but i would just say that i think it and good can come out of having public funding you know so people have access and they don't necessarily you know have to pay to get tv or whatnot. At least that's kind of my thought. I don't know how it all works, but that's how I've thought of it. However, I would say, like, news, I don't think news should get published. I think that's a bit iffy. I think maybe publicly managed, but not public. Or at least if it did, it would have to be factual. It couldn't just be, like, on. It couldn't really give opinions, which is hard. How do you see wider society? Our civil liberties are being extensively curbed in the name of counterterrorism. This was made in 2001. Yes, I strongly agree. I see, like, the Patriot Act. More recently, there was some other stuff. I think that it can really come up to... This actually even comes up with corporations. That's a whole different thing. But I think sometimes corporations can be very repressive towards workers and towards people, consumers, I mean, and kind of control how they think. And I, I am not in favor of that at all. A significant advantage of a one-party state is that it avoids all the arguments that delay progress in a democratic political system. Yeah, no, so I would say for this one, strongly disagree. I, I don't see that as an advantage. I think you could argue, yes, in a democratic system, things 
can have trouble getting through. They can have trouble being done. But at the same time, let's think about it like this. That delay, that process, that open marketplace of ideas is how good ideas function. When you only have one voice in the room, that voice can be wrong and nobody's going to stand up and say, hey, I disagree and reason through it. So I like multiple perspectives. Although the elect electronic age makes official surveillance easier, only wrongdoers need to be worried. Strongly disagree. Uh, here's what I'd say. Just because you haven't done anything wrong doesn't mean you can't have a vested interest in protecting your own security. There are things that like I might do or whatnot, you know, or say or whatnot. Like, yeah, although I, I don't, they're technically not illegal. I, I would value my own privacy on them or like conversations I'd want to have. You know, you should be able to go to somebody and talk about a certain matter without fearing that, hey, this is going to be heard by unwanted ears, you know? That's kind of my mentality. I, I, I think that there are civil liberties that we possess and we have a, in a, in a society, we are given those rights. And I think they can be infringed upon, especially because the people surveilling you are not inherently innocent forces. You know, they, they have their own biases. And I think pretending that that's not true doesn't help the conversation. The death penalty should be an option for the most serious crimes. Strongly disagree. This isn't a topic I want to get into right at this moment. It's a lengthy one. It's exhausting. It'll probably be its own episode, probably with a few other criminal justice stuff. I do not believe in the death penalty. I don't think that it's reasonable. I think the big statistic that I would recommend people check out would be that 5% of those put to death turn out to be innocent. And to me, the government putting people, putting innocent people to death is completely unacceptable. It's not worth the risk whatsoever. It's not something we can revoke or rescind. And it's, and so I, I don't think it should be legal. Other reasons, lots of other reasons. I would just say that we have a place for those who have committed horrible crimes and that is jail it is maximum security jail. I see no reason to complicate the matter further with that. In a civilized society, we must always have people above to be obeyed and people below. To Strongly disagree. I think you can have a civil society in which people are equal. I just do. I think that hierarchies aren't inherently bad, and I, I don't think that they necessarily make a society unfair and unjust. But I would say that people should have, I, I don't think it's necessarily needed. I think you can have rules that everybody falls under. I think that's needed to be civilized. But I don't think you have to have abstract art that doesn't represent anything. Shouldn't be considered art at all. I'm gonna say, I'm just gonna take this to my personal interpretation. Yeah, I, I don't abstract art. A lot of it is just garbly good. I think there's some stuff that have hidden interests in it. You know, it took a lot more effort or more like a literal image that's taken to a very abstract sense like you look at some of Picasso's stuff and I think you could definitely have that I think there's there's a whole different debate in the argument but I'm talking about like modern art which I'm just I ooh, I'm not for at all but like my point is each their own and if people like abstract art and see meaning in it I I I think they should be able to do that I don't think this has much to do with politics at all I think this kind of has to get your personal interpretation but you know, again, like to each one, if you see meaning in modern art, sorry if I offended you, I mean, I, you should be able to do that. Each person should be able to take away 
from any given art, whatever they want. In criminal justice, punishment should be more important than rehabilitation. Strongly disagree. I don't understand this whatsoever. You have a criminal. The most important thing should be to rehabilitate them, change them, so they don't commit the crime again. Is that not the is that not the justification behind punishment that they won't commit the crime again, and then they shown that they then go on to commit the crime again because they're forced to because they get out of jail, they have no money, and they're forced to go into these situations. No, rehabilitation, not just rehabilitation. I think that you rehabilitation has to go hand in hand with social social pressures being alleviated and economic pressures as well. Those have to go hand in hand. Because, you know, if somebody agrees that something is bad, but then they're forced to do something, it doesn't help the situation. It's a waste of time to try and rehabilitate some criminals. Let's think about this one. I think that there are certain people in, like, I say, like a mental asylum who need care and treatment, but can't really be rehabilitated in a traditional sense, you know? I'm going to go with disagree here. I'm not going to say strongly disagree, because I do think, like I said, there's certain instances I could probably think of where it is probably a waste of time like people who like have mental issues like murdered 12 people I, I think that's a bit of a waste of time they're not gonna lie but I, I wouldn't say that it's always a waste of time I think that in pretty much every circumstance you could be rehabilitated well, the business person and the manufacturer are more important than the writer and the I go back and forth about this all the time I I had a friend just to me an alternate alternate take on this and for this sake i'm not going to follow that my take on this is basically i think that literal these two people here the business person and the manufacturer give literal finite tangible results the writer and the artist simply do not i consider myself a writer i consider myself an artist i think it's a lovely craft i don't want to demean it it definitely has a place in our society but i would say that these two are more important to the function of a society you know than the writer and the artist. I think a society can function without a writer and an artist, specifically a manufacturer, but also a business person. I don't I had an alternate take that this was about, like for example, the music industry and which is more important. The you know the person who creates the product or the person who allows for the creation of the product is basically for music, you know, like the record labels, which is more important. Labels or the artist. And in that sense, yeah, I would agree, I would strongly disagree. But I'm using my I guess take on this one. I, I I would leave that as a caveat. I was assured, like he he assures me that it's the other way, and I I trust him. So I don't know. Mothers may have careers, but their first duty is to be homemakers. Strongly disagree. Caveat. So it's this part right here that I, mothers I don't like. I don't think it has to be woman. I think saying that it's woman is antiquated. I do like the idea of one homemaker, one breadwinner, or maybe two homemakers if possible i think as much attention to children the maintaining a family you know, should be done i think that working too much is not a good idea but i don't i think you could have a stay-at-home dad just as much as you have a stay-at-home mom i just don't like i don't what i'd say i'd fight back against is the idea that it has to be a woman. i think that's a bit but other than that i do think it would be nice to have multinational companies are unethically exploiting the plant genetic resources of developing countries eh? I, I i just i don't really understand this one the plant genetic i don't i'm gonna say strongly agree i think that multinational corporations exploit the resources of developing countries 
I don't get this right here, but I'm willing to let that slide. Making peace with the establishment is an important aspect of maturity. I'm gonna say disagree. I'm gonna say strongly disagree. I'm gonna say disagree on this one. The reason I'd say that is not strongly disagree is because, yeah, I think that you, to be mature, I think you do have to kind of, you know, accept that this there is an establishment and kind of deal with them. I see some like, young, really young kids, you know, around my age, but who kind of go over the top. I've already kind of made my piece that the establishment exists. And I think that they kind of really go, hey, why are we going to bring down the system? I don't think it's realistic. I think that you kind of have to make peace with that its existence. You could still, I don't think you have to make peace with it. That's why I said disagree here. I think you can keep fighting the good fight and try and rework the system from within. But I, I think some people kind of take it to its extreme. And I do think that it's mature to kind of make peace, but not, not lose your values. If that makes sense. Okay. Sorry about that jump cut there. The last two pages. So we're already kind of running up on the time. We're way, way, way over time. I think if you're watching this, I probably cut it into two parts, most likely. Just because, you know, it's, it's a long test. The last two parts, I'm not a big fan of. They really delve into social issues rather than political issues, in my opinion. Two big ones from there would be, do you think religion should be taught in schools? And my answer would be no, I do not. At least in public schools, I think that what people do with private schools is their business. But in public schools, I don't think religion should be taught just because there's so many religions. And I think if you, you, I don't think it's reasonable to say we should teach them all. I think trying to teach each and every single one of them would be, you know, you know silly. And I think trying to teach only one of them would upset everybody else. I just, I don't, I don't think religion necessarily mixes well with the education of students in a public setting. If parents, for example, want to teach their children certain religions, all the power to them. But I don't think that that should be done in a public, publicly funded setting, you know? So I skipped that. And then the second big one was, do you think that a homosexual uh, couple should be able to adopt children? And my answer to that would be yes. I think that I see no reason why a, a homosexual family wouldn't be just as loving to a child as a heterosexual family. And I think that the, that should be legal. I, I see no reason why not. Because I, I don't think the government should step in and tell them. So, yeah, so as I said before, this would be a better example of it, but these would be the economic scale, and this would be the libertarian scale and authoritarian school. So you have uh, left-wing, right-wing, authoritarian, libertarian. My general guess would be I'm going to be libertarian left. Okay, so you can kind of see somebody, wow, where they project certain countries to be. Actually, I think this is important to note. China would be more authoritarian and a bit more centrist because they're a bit more mixed economy. So I, oh, oh, this is quite interesting. I don't know if this is just because of some of my responses. I might take this again on my own personal fun. Now, this seems pretty far left, but as expected, actually, I think I've become a bit, you see, I was a bit more authoritarian. The last time I took this, I was on the same, about the same left. Axis. I was actually probably one over, but I was more around here. So you see, I could go, I've gone up a bit. Still in the libertarian quadrant. And again, the, the quiz is a little wonky. I was, I don't think I paid enough attention to the actual responses I gave. I, I was mainly thinking about each question and my response to each question and how I could get out of that. But I, I think this is really nice. I enjoy these. And I would definitely recommend that if you enjoyed this, that 
you take it because it's a quite interesting quiz. So with that said, I'm going to wrap this up now. Hey, I'm, I'm waiting to get the better mic back. So when I do, I will resume with Society of Reason Content. may do something like this again in the future. I have a bunch of different plans I intend to go down. One of the things I do do, in the case that I don't get the mic again, or if I do and I just feel like it, I think it would be very neat to kind of go over some ethical quandaries and uh, moral dilemmas and kind of have little graphics that I could set up and go through each one and kind of give my take on each of them. I think that would be a nice little project. So I, I that's my next plan if I can't get this mic up and done. This is definitely a lot longer than I thought it would be. I think I might break this up into even maybe several parts. We shall see. Anyways, this has been the Unionist Central Podcast. Andrew Gould. Signing off.